Hey guys, it's episode 150 of Blind Guy Talks Tech for Thursday the 7th of July 2022. And today on the podcast, I'm rather excited because I get to talk to a company that's just announced partnership with Ira. You're listening to Blind Guy Talks Tech, your daily accessible tech podcast. Now, here's that blind guy himself, Stephen Scott. Yes, welcome along to another episode. And today, yes, I'm talking to the company ARX Vision, a company that is all about wearable technology with AI built in. And we're going to learn about what that means, because uh, like I say, a lot of you may now be coming to the name ARX Vision because of the announcement this week from the ACB convention that Ira is going to be partnering up. So Ira, the visual interpreter service, launching, uh, I guess, an app or some kind of uh, integration of the app uh, with this wearable device, which is a camera and bone conduction headphones. We're going to learn all about that today on the podcast. I'm really excited about that. Uh, so to do that, uh, I'm going to bring in one of the, the key people at ARX Vision, and I'll let you introduce yourself. Hi, Stephen. Um, so my name is Charles Leclerc. I am one of the founders and the CEO of ARX Vision, and I'm very happy to be here today. Well, I'm really glad to have you here today because, you know, I've been keen to find out about this product for some time. You and I have been talking about getting together and actually uh, going through all this and talking about it, and we've been setting this up. But uh, what's really amplified this and really, I guess, uh, raised the urgency of, of the knowledge on this product, I guess, is the fact that we heard Ira the visual interpreter service is going to be partnering with you. Uh, and this is very exciting news because it will be the first time we've been able to use Ira on a wearable device. Uh, so we're very excited about this. Now, I say first time for people in America, they would have had access to the Horizon glasses at the beginning of Ira's service. So you would have had a bit of a taste of that if you had that option. But uh, us lowly people here in the UK, we didn't have that option at the beginning. Uh, so, and, and in fairness, Ira did come later to the UK, uh, which is why. But uh, we're very excited that a wearable has come along. So we're going to talk a little bit about that in a minute, if that's okay. But I want to find out more about the product itself, because one of the, the key questions that came out of that announcement was, okay, what is this ARX vision then? What, what is that all about? So um, for people who don't know the product, tell us about it. Sure. Um, so ARX vision... Um, is the company that makes a headset and the headset is called the ARX Wear. And what this headset is, is basically a bone conduction headset equipped with two high resolution cameras and physically raised buttons that are basically recognizable to the touch, um, as well as a microphone. And so what that enables us to do is to um, uh, to harness the power of computer vision and AI uh, to your ears uh, without having to hold the phone and ultimately offering a hands-free experience uh, to users. Now, some of us have jumped the shark a little bit on this one because we've heard camera, we've heard uh, Iris coming along to this device. So, you know, we're thinking, great, this is brilliant. But actually, uh, and this is, again, the reason I wanted to talk to you, is there's so much more to ARX Vision than, than just the partnership. I mean, yes, that is brilliant, but... The product itself has many, many great features on it. And for people who want a wearable solution to a lot of the challenges we face as blind people, reading menus, reading signs when we're out and about, knowing where we are, 
um, you know, being able to access QR codes as well. You know, as, as we all know, through the pandemic, we had to use QR codes to check in at restaurants and they're beginning to get popular in other places as well. I was on a train recently where the menu was only available via an app. Uh, and you had to get to the app, or maybe it was a web page, but either way, you had to scan a QR code. Now, yes, I can use my phone to do that, but wouldn't it just be great to have something I'm wearing that doesn't get in the way that actually is able to access that information? And that's what ARX Wear, connected to the Android phone, can do. That's right. So, uh, well, so basically, yes, ARX works with Ira, but it also works uh, with our own app that we have developed. And this app is very similar to what you would expect uh, from Envision AI or from Microsoft Seeing AI. So you can, with the ARX Vision app, you can describe scenes, you can scan documents, you can read short text, you can scan QR codes, and you can learn and detect faces. And that's really only the baseline because we are trying to do a lot more. For example, we've started to uh, create a modeless experience where um, users do not have to choose a mode anymore. The mode is uh, chosen for them uh, based on what is the current context and the intention of the users. And we are actually able to detect the intentions of the wearer uh, using natural language processing so people can pass voice commands and just say what they want to do in a natural language. Ah, right. Okay. So it's not a case of AI is making that decision for you. It's that you're able to uh, ask the device to do what you need it to do. So, for example, read short text or read a menu, that kind of thing. Yes, absolutely. So if you said, hey, read the document, it would choose the document mode and it would assist you to frame the document properly and then it would scan it and read it to you. And the, the advantage of having bone conduction in this condition is that um, only the wearer can hear the audio and no one else can. And at the same time, it doesn't block you from hearing your surroundings because it just augments your audio, your current audio experience. You know, this is something which I have to say is very smart about this. I, I didn't get the chance to see the product while I was at uh, Site Village uh, just recently. But I was really intrigued by this because Envision, of course, has the, the Google Glass system which it uses and you wear those glasses on your face and they're kind of a, a weird shape um the, the google glass experience has always been a bit weird in that sense but you know for people who are used to wearing glasses or like wearing glasses who maybe need a bit of prescription who maybe prefer sunglasses that could be a good option but there are many people out there and especially those who are totally blind who don't want to wear glasses and in fact some cases i was talking to some friends who said that you know wearing something like sunglasses just seems to make them have more accidents because <laughs> they tend to break more pairs of sunglasses than anything else. This is brilliant because in my head, and tell me if I'm wrong here, but in my head, this is very similar to the Aftershocks bone conduction headphones that you might wear, uh, say the Opencoms, for example, or, or the equivalents, and they ha but it has this additional unit on it, which is the camera. Is that right? Yeah, yes, that's absolutely correct. Uh, the form factor is very similar to the Aftershocks, and it just has an added camera module on the right side of the headset. Um, and, and you know, you're very right about, you know, what you were saying about people not wanting to cover their faces with a hardware device. And this is something we found out very early on, uh, and that 
you know, we're really proud of um, having done that because it's it's a proof of our mission statement, which is to always do things based on user feedback. So we interviewed people and we understood what people wanted before we made any design de- design decisions. Now, you mentioned that there's that baseline of features that ARX wear has, or ARX Vision certainly has, when the, the, the device is connected up. And I have to say, it's, it's an interesting time that we're in when the ability to read short text, the ability to read documents, scan QR codes, get information directly to our ears uh, and, you know, be able to process that information in, in real time and give us almost instant feedback is considered baseline. It, it's, it shows where we've come. Uh, and I think that it's very interesting to to see how this is all developing. In terms of the app itself, just, just give me some clarity on this. Is it classed, would you class this as a, like a walled garden? I talk about this a lot. But, you know, these apps tend to live inside a walled garden. And then when you partner with other companies, you're essentially bringing them in to the walled garden. It's not a case of, for example, with Ira, that you can open the Ira app and it just links straight in. Or, or does it? How does it work? That's a very good question. Uh, and I, I think the answer to this is that when I started working on ARX, I thought that we would make the best app that would revolutionize all the other apps. And I, I was wrong uh, because very quickly I discovered that there were many different apps for the blind and visually impaired community. Mm. Uh, and every single app is very good at doing what, one thing. And so instead of trying to do everything, we thought, well, we're just going to do what we think is useful. We're just going to do an app that reveals the potential of ARX. And then we're going to do an SDK. And we're going to make this SDK available to third parties so that they can, their apps that already exist can be compatible with the headset and so that their users can benefit from the great user experience that ARX can offer. And this is exactly what happened with Ira. So basically, in order to use Ira with ARX, uh, you just download the Ira app um, that will be released at some point later this year, um, the update that is compatible with ARX. And you just plug in your headset and you just use Ira as you would, uh, but only through the headset with the phone in your pocket. Oh, that is so clever. That is so smart because I've seen implementations before of applications that have had to be almost shoehorned in. I don't know if that phrase means anything to you, but shoehorned into other applications to, to fit. And, you know, you don't feel that you're getting the best experience, but this way you're getting the full power of an app that you're already used to. You can use the Ira app as you always have, but the difference is it will be compatible with the ARX uh, device. That's absolutely brilliant. Now, again, this device is tethered, right? It's it's not wireless. This is a, a tethered device, so the headset that you wear is connected via a wire and only at the moment to an Android phone, correct? Yes, and that's a very important point. Um, the headset being wired is actually a design choice. Um, and, you know, you could think that uh, we are in 2022 and um, we want wireless devices. However, having a wireless headset involves extra hassle of charging a device. It, invo- it involves an increased price for the device who needs to have a battery. Um, so it involves a lot of things. And the advantage of having a cable means that we first were able to transmit high-quality images at high speed. 
through the cable, much faster than with Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Um, and there is no pairing effort for the user, so you never have to go through the hassle of pairing through Bluetooth or Wi-Fi. And I think the two more important points are that you know, we're conscious that the ecosystem of smartphones changes every year, it evolves really fast. Um, and so, because ARX leverages the power that is already in your smartphone, ARX doesn't become obsolete. The headset evolves with the ecosystem of smartphones. And therefore, it doesn't feature a battery, it doesn't feature the same CPU that is already in your phone. And so that's also why we're able to offer this wearable at a much lower price than the competition. Well, that's that's a, a big part of this, right? Is price, uh, and you know, I look at the price. I, I see on the website it's listed as twelve nine nine. Now, is that dollars or is that pounds? Uh, it's twelve ninety nine dollars and nine hundred ninety nine pounds in the UK. So, I mean, you'd agree yourself that there's still quite a, a bit of money because that doesn't include the phone, does it? That doesn't include an Android device. You'd have to buy that separately. That's correct. Uh, we do recommend a range of phones, but um, we're currently looking at being available on the phones like the blind shell um, and you know we're, we're focusing obviously on people who already own a smartphone if they don't already own a smartphone we have uh, Steve Nutt our product manager who's creating videos on how to get set up quickly with Android using TalkBack and ARX so we are kind of you know help focusing on people who already own Android phones, but we also want to help people get on the train as well. And, and you know, I think it's clear that uh, most of the community is on iOS, but Google is making a lot of effort with accessibility and Android is getting more and more accessible. So we are hopeful that uh, there will be, you know, a lot of Android users out there who will welcome RX. Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting because I'm an Apple guy, right? And everyone who listens to me knows that. <laughs> they always know I'm going to start asking questions about Apple. But I will say this. I like the idea of having a dedicated device for this. And, you know, I guess you don't need to have the latest, highest powered device to be able to do this. You could maybe even pick up a secondhand device and be able to to use the app on it. And maybe that becomes your dedicated uh, device for many people i mean having I, I know friends of mine who have a dedicated ira phone so you know just just take it one step further and just build erx into that as well you know and then suddenly you've got the, the whole package i guess so there's ways to do it uh, are you planning are you hoping to be able to bring the cost of the product down because again a thousand pounds for the headset alone is quite a lot and i imagine that will be very restrictive to a lot of people especially when you have to factor in the cost of an additional uh, phone on top of that, whether it be the blind shell, whether it be an Android, whatever else it is. Um, is that something you're looking at or is that dependent on the reaction, the response, that I guess, the amount of people who buy it? Um, it's a good question. I think, you know, I agree with you. A thousand pounds is still a significant investment. However, it is still significantly cheaper than whatever exists currently on the market. Um, and so, and it, it I would I would say that because it's a platform and we're starting to see multiple apps being compatible with the headset, it probably delivers more value than if it was only one app. Um, so I'm quite confident about the value that is, I mean, we are confident about the value that is delivered for the price uh, and, and we think it's a good deal. Uh, however, 
another one of our mission statement is to make accessible accessibility at ARX. And that means two things. We want accessibility to be easy to use, to be respectful of the user's interactions with the real world. Uh, but we also want it to be accessible financially. And so in a way, our hope is that down the line, um, we'll be able to make this product a lot more uh, accessible in those in both senses. And I mean, for example, one way to do that might be for people to be able to pay up the product. So, I mean, that's becoming popular nowadays, right? And, and it's been popular for many years. Uh, being able to to sort of pay the product over a, a, a series of months or whatever. I mean, is that maybe an option down the line, perhaps? Yes, absolutely. The well, we're basically looking to to help people access ARX. So we'll you know we'll be uh, putting options on the website for uh, different modalities of payments and uh, yeah to make it okay. easier. Okay, and you mentioned resources as well for people who are new to Android. So Steve Nutt. Uh, who is, of course, famous for computer room services. Is he, he's involved with, with you guys as well in uh, creating product videos for for guides, I guess, to, to be able to get people on board with Android. Yes, we've been work, working very closely with Steve Nutt uh, for a lot of things, uh, mainly for product testing, product feedback, and discussing ideas together uh, because... You know, our development team, we are not the end users, so we can't make decisions. Uh, so Steve helps us, Steve and others help us understand their own unique perspectives and their own unique ways of using the product. Um, and, you know, that's the only way we can really design. Uh, and in addition to this, uh, Steve creates, uh, Steve, his assistant Debbie and myself, we create videos uh, for the community. Uh, that cover all the different aspects of ARX. So from navigating through the Google Play Store with TalkBack to install the app, to uh, doing the onboarding tutorial, requesting the permissions, and uh, how every single mode works in the ARX app. And there will be a lot more content coming from Steve. Now, that's that's superb, and that's going to be a really useful resource. I mean, I'll use that as well, because, I mean, I'm not as up on talk back as I'd like to be. I mean, I, I I can use it, but, you know, I'm sure there's many tips and tricks that Steve can teach that, that I wouldn't know. So that is that is brilliant. Uh, now, let's talk a little bit about Apple. Um, it says on the website iOS coming soon. Uh, is that likely to be in the next six months or so? I mean, it's, I'm, I'm guessing there are more challenges with uh, connecting a device like this to an Apple iPhone just, just because of the way that Apple uh, does what it does, the way its devices are um, are set up. It's uh, we hope that will be available on iOS within six months. It's probably going to be sometime in twenty twenty three. And as you say, I think there is, you know, it's it's not super straightforward to make a wired device for iOS. Um, the obvious option would be to make a Lightning adapter. Uh, however. We are unsure if Apple will keep the Lightning uh, connection or will go USB-C or will go completely wireless. And so uh, we're still working on uh, deciding which interface is going the interface for iOS. Surely it'll be USB-C. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) honestly, Apple, even I as a fanboy, you know, I just get so frustrated, especially around the, the whole 
you know, connector situation because I've got so many different devices from the same company with like three different ways to connect and charge. On my MacBook Pro, I have two ways to charge it, USB-C and MagSafe. I mean, even the MacBook is confused. My my All my Apple devices have got identity crisis going on uh, because nobody knows which is which. And I've got about 8,000 cables to try and work out how to charge them all. So, yeah, hopefully they move to USB-C. Uh, now, I meant to ask this. Is, is USB-C that ARX connects? Is that yes, right? it is. Yeah, okay. So let's talk about Ira because this was, I guess, for many people, the first time they may have heard of ARX Vision. Uh, and certainly the first time that we really started a big conversation about this product, and, and that's slightly negligent of me uh, in particular. Um, but I, you know, I, I am very interested in all these products. But you know, when something like this comes along, a, a story like this, which I know is going to have a massive impact on a lot of people's lives, including mine, being able to access Ira on a wearable device, it just it, to me is the holy grail. And we've been all waiting for Apple to come up with something. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not entirely convinced that Apple are going to bring out what blind people are expecting. I don't think we're going to see a wearable with a camera in it. Maybe in a VR headset, yes, but that's a very different product. But not for wearing out and about the way that blind people want. And I think that's where blind people are now, and I'm certainly looking at you uh, in particular, as a provider of this kind of technology is to, to be the solution to this this problem for a lot of us and what feels like a missing piece in 2022. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about the the partnership, how that got started, how that conversation began. Uh, so I met with Troy, uh, the CEO of Ira, through NYU Longan Health. Um, and we immediately started to discuss um, the, the previous IRA glasses and, you know, uh, the challenges they encountered and um, the, the design choices that we have made for ARX and how um, IRA was confident that it could be a really good headset for this use case. Um, and so very quickly, we both, did, the two companies dedicated resources to work on the integration of our SDK into the IRA app. Um, and uh, very quickly, we had a prototype that we tested first with Steve Nutt. And so I was able to uh, connect with Steve remotely and see what he was seeing through the headset uh, from my laptop uh, with the IRA desktop app. And uh, we shared the video with the IRA team and they loved it and now they've um, started to do their own testing and uh, we're now discussing when we will be and how we will be launching the app. And it is important to say that we are at beta stage here, right? So, you know, I know that IRA have made the announcement that they will be working with you guys. A lot of people were jumping on this saying, wow, right, okay, let's get ARX Vision, let's buy it today. Uh, if you buy the product today, you're not going to get Ira today, are you? It's still in development. Uh, that's correct. If you buy uh, the ARX headset today, you will get lifetime access to the ARX app, which does all of the things we've talked about. Uh, but the compatibility with Ira has not been launched yet, so we'll have to wait for an update from Ira on this. Okay. And uh, in regards to that, you just mentioned something there that, that pricked up my ears. Uh, you said lifetime support. We, we have had situations in the past as, as blind people, we've bought a product 
And, you know, for, I think, fairly reasonable, and this is a personal view, because I know some people don't agree with this, but I think for personal, for, for pretty good reasons, companies, you know, need to make money. If you sell a product and, and you sell lifetime guarantee with it and you sell lifetime support, that means essentially that once you've sold the product, that's it, right? Uh, you've got your money and, and that's it. But how do you make money going forward? So some companies have moved towards subscription services to, you know, add additional support and uh, extra features and all that kind of stuff. Is that something you're looking at? Or are you basically saying once you've bought this product, once you've paid your money, once you've got the app, um, that's it. Enjoy. Yes, that's that's what I'm saying. At the moment, we um, once you've bought the product, you don't have to pay an extra subscription for the ARX app. Um, I don't know about our partner's app. Uh, they are free to operate whatever model they want. Uh, however, what you say is true. Uh, in the long run, operating software uh, with cutting-edge AI is costly. Uh, for every single request of a scene description or a document scan, uh, there are costs that are associated to it. Uh, we just don't see a point making this a premium feature for the moment, and I don't think we will. Uh, however, in the future, you're right, we may introduce premium features, so new things that will come at price. But for now, it's all free. Okay. I mean, in, in some ways, do you think it would be easier to build in a subscription now rather than come to your customers later and ask for it? Or, or do you think that it's, it's better to, to just get the product out there? Um, so what's free now will be free tomorrow. Uh, what, However, the premium feature we will introduce uh, will be new and... and uh, you know, they will re- they may require a payment to be sustained. Okay, so so premium features coming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're not gonna say. Oh, uh, actually, now you have to pay. Got you. What's free will be free. Okay. Well, I think that's that's a very um, generous statement, and I think that that's that certainly makes it a lot clearer to the audience who would be buying this product because I think there's always that fear that you you spend your money and you spent a lot of money on a product. And then suddenly you're hit with a subscription charge and you think, where did that come from? Um, but again, I, I do think that that has to be factored in in our minds as consumers because we can't expect brilliant uh, applications and hardware and, and all that and, and all the development that goes on behind the scenes to just happen for nothing. We have to pay for it one way or the other. And whether that's up front or whether that is in the subscription model um, in whatever form that may be, um, you know, I, I think we have to accept some of that. That's par for the, the course. But, you know, you're being very upfront about that, and I appreciate that. Uh, and I'm sure the audience will too. Uh, in regards to those future developments then, is there anything you can tell us, anything you can <laughs> shed a light on, or am I being too cheeky to ask, um, you know, that maybe you're working on at the moment that you might be bringing in, say, over the next six to 12 months that uh, would can whet our appetite if someone's uh, currently awaiting arrival of this? Yes, absolutely, and I'm really excited about all of what's coming. Um, we've actually started to create an experimental branch in the app uh, that people will be able to access very soon. Um, but so the the mission of ARX is to augment reality with audio. Um, 
as you know, I have a background in augmented reality, video games, and uh, very visual things. And I discovered that uh, the future of augmented reality was probably going to be audio, and I'm really excited about this. And so our strategy with ARX has been to kind of learn from what already existed. And this is why our app is sort of the offer similar features uh, to uh, what you can already see on the market, as we were saying earlier. Um, but our goal was to make a completely immersive experience where you don't have to choose modes because this is not how people use vision. We don't go out in the street and just solely look for text or just look for faces. We experience different entities uh, in real time and that uh, create emotion. And, and, and so what I'm saying here is that first we want to get rid of modes. Uh, and so we've started to integrate face recognition and short text reading into the scene recognition mode. Uh, so for example, when you scan a scene, it will say a person who looks like Steven wearing a white t-shirt that says uh, it's cool to be vintage. And so in this description that I just narrated, there are obviously an understanding of the context, an understanding of the text and a recognition of a face. Uh, so that's coming very soon. Um, but this is all about utility. And what we've also discovered is that most products for the blind and visually impaired community were about utility. And it was not so much about having fun. And so we're really looking into how can we deliver a fun and emotional experience. And so um, I can give you two examples of this. Uh, the first one is with... Uh, face recognition, we, we, we found that usually apps were saying someone smiling at 70%. Instead of doing this, we do what we call audio emojis, where we play an audio sound um, that translates the emotion of seeing a smile. So something like do-do-do. And if someone is uh, as more of a neutral face, it would be more like do-do-do. Um, I, I hope you know what I mean. <laughs> that's brilliant. Do you know? I love that idea. I really love that. That is, um, that's brilliant because it do, it's not a te it, well, you know, it's not a text to speech thing. It's not just giving us a, a essentially the alt text of an emoji, right? It, it's actually giving us something which would make us smile in response. I guess you know, it's that kind of it, it, the audio cue that gives you the response and and would I guess affect your reaction. That's brilliant. That's absolutely, it's all about, you know, there are two layers of information we can use. The first one is informational, it's spoken language, and the second one is emotional. It's all those sounds uh, that are more related to your subconscious and that are intuitive and that, you know, help you uh, feel emotions from what the device can see. That sounds amazing. It sounds like you've got some great work going on and... The machine learning and the AI capabilities on the devices is brilliant. And I guess that is why, well, not the only reason, but it's one of the reasons, I guess, why it's, it's better for you to build in the, in the way you do because you're building on the Android platform. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. You know, the, the capabilities of these devices just getting better and better all the time. So it, it's really smart actually not to try and develop this into a physical headset because you know the hardware isn't really there yet i mean if apple come out with 
glasses than maybe, but I, I somehow don't know if they're going to bring out what people expect. So, you know, I think we are, as I say, looking at companies like you to develop for us. And um, we're getting a lot of feedback here, Charles, about the the way that, you know, specialist technology, although I don't know if I'd necessarily call this specialist, but, you know, it's certainly verging into that area. It, it really is becoming a, a new and exciting area once again. We're starting to get excited about specialist tech again as blind people. And I think that's a good thing. And I think it's because, yes, mainstream technology is good and accessible, but ultimately we want as much choice as possible. And the fact that you're integrating it into mainstream technology makes all the difference as well. So, you know, I think this is really good. And just just one point I want to pick up on, um, because we didn't didn't touch on this, um, but you mentioned it, the Blanchard Classic 2, which is a brilliant phone. And... You're saying that you're developing for that as well, or, or Blind Shell Classic, I guess, using the, the the SDK you're talking about and building it into uh, their platform. Because it's based on Android as well, right? Yes, absolutely, and you're right. It's a very powerful phone uh, in a very good form factor. I'm really impressed with it. I've got one on my desk here. Um, and all I can say for now is that we are closely working on the bl- uh, with the Blind Shell team on a version of our app that uh, is adapted to uh, the blind shell phone itself. Yeah, that's absolutely brilliant. And again, it brings it to people who don't use smartphones or don't want to use smartphones. Um, And I have to say, I mentioned this recently on the show, if the iPhone had never been developed, I think that the blind shell classic would be my phone today because it's such a good phone, such a great device. It's... um, there's so much feature to it, and I love the continuing development. I love the fact they're just developing and developing and developing and making experiences as accessible as possible for their consumers and building in and working with partners to do that. So that is that is absolutely fantastic. And Ira will be on that device as well, so there you go. I sound like an Ira salesperson. I am not, I promise you. They give me nothing, but, I, <laughs> but they do give me a good experience, and I'm expecting the same out of this product as well. You are... Uh, for full transparency, you are providing me with one of these. You're very kindly going to send me one to uh, to play with and, and get my head around, literally. And um, I, uh, I'm i really excited about that. And thankfully, I do have a uh, range of Android phones here that I can plug it into. So uh, I'm really looking forward to trying it and getting the experience and sharing that with, with my audience as well, who I know are very keen to learn about this product and uh yeah, I, I think the, the future is now, which is exciting. You know, we're not waiting anymore. It feels like it's actually arrived. And um, yeah, I can't wait to try this. I really, it's the first time in a long time I've been really excited about a product, Charles. I'm really keen to try this out. I'm also very excited and I really look forward to hearing your feedback. John, All right. Yeah, thank you. And, and listen, thanks so much for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. I know we were planning to meet in a couple of weeks. We are still hoping to do that. Um, because I want to get you on to, to my Double Tap TV show. Uh, so let's definitely do that. But uh, for now, I really thank you for coming on to Blind Guy. I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much, Stephen. It was all my pleasure. So there you go. And if you want to know more about ARX Vision, just simply go to the website, arx.vision, to get the very latest on the product and also to uh, get those tutorials that he was talking about. That's really interesting, isn't it? Steve Nutt getting involved in that. So absolutely brilliant. Uh, check all that out, arx.vision. 
Uh, that's it from us today. Uh, I look forward to your comments and your questions and your queries as well. A special one for me tomorrow. I get the chance to speak to uh, an old friend, Ian Hamilton, BBC Scotland reporter. Many of you will know that name. Uh, I've known Ian for a very long time and we have a nice little chat over coffee tomorrow on the podcast. Sean will join us as well for some emails. So if you want to send in an email, get in touch. And to do that, here's Rob to tell you how. I'll catch you tomorrow. If you want even more Blind Guy in your life, visit blindguytalkstech.com for previous episodes. Find us on your podcast apps or ask Lady A or Lady G to play Blind Guy Talks Tech Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Catch you tomorrow.